This is the Midlife Mail Podcast with Greg Scheiman, brought to you by Inns Group Insurance. Inns Group is ensuring success. From the Gal Media Studios, here's Greg Scheinman. All right, let's get right to it. This is the Midwife Mail Podcast. I am Greg Scheinman. Thank you guys for being with us today. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review on iTunes. Subscribe to the show. Tell all your friends. I greatly appreciate it. I want to thank a couple of people today. My man, Adam at the Go Life. It is a brain and body optimizer engineered to increase endurance, energy, and focus. Thank you for sending me some of the Go Life tablets. I am trying them. I really enjoy them and appreciate it very much. Check out the Go Life at the Go Life on Instagram. Also, the guys at Revere, revere.co. I want to thank you guys for the pre workout samples. Enjoying those as well. Power up, refuel, repeat. Uh, save 20% when you use code REVFRIENDS20 on your first order and even more discounts when you refer other friends. This is some good stuff there also. Okay, today I have got Michael Alfaro on the Midlife Mail podcast. He is the co-founder of NeoU. Think New You. He and his partner, Nathan Forster, these are two prolific entrepreneurs and they are cashing in on the live streaming trend that is taking over the U.S. fitness industry. They are saying this is going to be the Amazon of wellness. They are really, really on to something. Uh, fitness instructors and brands coming together to create and shoot content that can be shared globally on a subscription basis. He has got a dynamic background. He has been a prominent figure in the world of fitness, technology, and brand partnerships for a while now, and I am thrilled to have him on. Let's get at it. Michael Alfaro on the Midlife Mail podcast. Michael, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, appreciate it. Love it. So let's let's jump in. I want to ask you, it's 9 a.m. in New York, so right now, what do you do when you first wake up? This morning, uh, got to get a sweat in early, man. If I don't get it in early, the day creeps up on me. I have too much going on, and it's, you know, 8, 9 o'clock at night, and, uh, and I haven't gotten my sweat in, which drives me insane. So wake up in the morning, um, head down, usually train in the building, um, get, a, get a nice run in, a couple miles, and hit, you know, uh, I'll jump on the Peloton bike, that for a little bit, so jump in the sauna. For me, getting up early and hitting the sweat is uh, is the start of my day. Can you do that before, let's say, you reach and grab for the phone, you know, start checking emails or start, you know, thinking about the business side of your day? Are you a guy that needs to do that first in order to, to be clear to work out, or are you a guy that needs to, to get his sweat on first so you can then clear your head and focus on, on the business? So that's a great question. Um, you know, I'm constantly telling myself, you know, wake up in the morning, don't look at your phone, don't look at your emails. Um, you know, take a second to breathe and take a second to allow your body to wake up. And it's hard. You know, it's, it's hard when um, when I'm doing what I'm trying to do with Neo U and, um, you know, with the amount of stuff happening. So 
for the most part, I try, but it doesn't always work. Um, so I wake up in the morning, I'll probably uh, check some emails while I'm still in bed, uh, try to breathe for a little bit, and then I'll kind of like set my, my first two hours of the day. What am I going to do if I have any calls set up, if I have any meetings, and then, um, you know, you know, put that phone down and then uh, put the music on and go get a sweating. Cool. So for those of us that don't know, tell us what NeoU is. Yeah, so NeoU is a, a company that my business partner and I, Nathan Corster, uh, co-founded, and it's truly for uh, – it's a digital platform that basically scales the everyday trainer brand and concept to the masses, right, to, the, to a worldwide audience. Um, and so for us, we hear a lot of people constantly saying, you know, we're the Netflix of fitness and we're, you know, the Amazon of wellness and all, and all these great terms everybody's throwing out there. But then you dive deep into, well, are you really the Netflix of fitness? Do you have all the possible options in one place for someone to consume great quality content? And the answer is always no. So for us, it's we – we want to be the Amazon of wellness. We want to bring you the top, you know, quality trainers and brands from around the world in the highest format possible through video-based content um, across all the devices so that you are able to consume your favorite brands. How long did it take you to get the concept for NeoU, which is, which is a big and a bold vision, down to that 20-second pitch you just, you just gave out? Uh, so, so honestly, uh, it's, I never believe that ideas come fully formed. Uh, I believe ideas evolve with time, and great ideas, um, it's, a, it's a work in progress. So, you know, we were in the brick-and-mortar space, and we were the largest CrossFit operators in the world. And um, Nate and I looked at each other, and we said, well, this is great. It's a very capital-intensive business, uh, but we got to do something else because this is not our brand, and we're making other people a lot of money. Um, so we were very successful in that, but we ended up, you know, in 2015, deciding to pivot that, move into more of the digital play. We had um, a good friend of ours, uh, Gregory Lee, who's the CEO of Samsung, uh, helped us kind of make that pivot and, and move into technology and showed us what was possible in, in the scalability of things. And so we wanted to change the lives of millions of people, and we couldn't do that through a brick-and-mortar uh, format. Um, so we had to do something in technology, and we were so ingrained and loved fitness to the core because that's who we are as people that we just had to make the two come together. And over time, we, you know, we said we're going to build a, a beautiful location in New York City. It's going to be a 20,000-square-foot spot right here on 37th and 5th, and that's going to be the epicenter of fitness for New York and the East Coast. And that evolved into – just a brick-and-mortar facility that had great content under one roof into a full digital platform that is designed to scale and produce the highest quality content for other brands and trainers um, and live on a platform. And so it did take some time. You know, construction on this project and overall ideas and evolution took about a year and a half to two years uh, to get it from, you know, initial thought process to where it is today. Did you, you know, because you've had your CrossFit and other fitness ventures Based down in Miami, uh, primarily, and with Neo U now you're you're in New York. Uh, what was the evaluation process? It's in your mind a little bit about about where to place it. You know where to where to stake your your facility and and put it because obviously the costs of doing business in New York are significant even compared to to Miami. Uh, 
what was your thought process between do we need to make that kind of major play in New York and that's where we're going to stake our claim? Yeah, so, um, you know, we started in Miami, uh, Nate and I, with uh, Reebok CrossFit Miami Beach and kind of wrote the business plan on how to operate successful high-end CrossFit facilities in key, you know, prime locations where rent was extremely high. Um, but then we made our first foray into New York with the uh, Reebok Fit Hub and um, CrossFit Gym and kind of, you know, pioneered that space where today, you know, that Reebok store is probably the highest grossing Reebok store. Um, we turned that CrossFit, Reebok CrossFit app into the number one CrossFit in the world. It was the highest grossing, you know, we were doing crazy numbers. So we saw what the New York, you know, market looked like. And for us, everything that we needed to do in fitness, we believe that New York is the capital of fitness on the East Coast. If there was any other comparison, I would say California has some great concepts that are launching too, but there's nothing like New York. Um, and then at the same time, you know, this is a very capital-intensive business model, and we wanted to be around the money. And so New York kind of brought those two things together. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing now uh, with Neo that maybe you didn't anticipate? You know, you touched on also that it's it's, you know, it's never totally fluid. You know, you can't really have have the model totally nailed. But what are you seeing now that you've got the space and, and now that you're really in the game that might be different than what you anticipated? Yeah, so it's actually it's an amazing feeling to, um, to be where we are today. I believe the market is, um, I like to say it's on fire. So uh, I believe the market right now is on fire. The industry we're in is on fire. Um, you know, video-based content is what people want to consume, um, you know, audio and video-based content. People are constantly on the go, but for fitness itself, you know, Peloton has paved the way on what's possible with creating an immersive experience where you feel like you're a part of a community, you're a part of a class. Um, so what we felt is there's, there's just a huge gap. There's a huge gap of trainers and entrepreneurs out there that are trying to build their fitness brands or scale the brick-and-mortar businesses that are amazing, but they don't have the platform, the money, the content, the team to do so. And so, you know, we put ourselves aside and we realize that this is so much bigger. This is massive. And as we got closer to where we are today, you know, not only the hype, but the, the reality of the people we were talking to and what we were able to do for them and the content we're currently creating and the platform that is being, you know, launched in, in a matter of weeks um, it's all very exciting because I believe we are really going to to build something of great value and allow a lot of people to reach a worldwide audience. So for that, I'm extremely excited. Is that going to be done way by by subscription model? Um, whereas you're kind of breaking these these celebrity trainers are making and breaking these celebrity trainers by bringing them in, giving them this platform and putting them out there. So can somebody like myself, who's a fitness, you know, fitness nut and enthusiast, can I go on there and start finding my favorite people at classes and doing it and doing it that way? Yeah. So the subscription based model, the business model is very easy. Um, it's very similar to what you would be in a Netflix where you're paying a, a low fee, so our rate is going to be uh, 19.99, so 20 bucks a month. We wanted to make it very accessible to everyone. Um, and you're basically going to be able to browse the same as you would on a Netflix platform. Different brands that are on there by class type. You're filtering by you know 
time or music components and finding exactly what you want to do. So it doesn't matter where you are or what equipment you have, you're going to be able to find the type of content that you want in the modality of time that you're looking for with the equipment that you have on hand or wherever you're at. Maybe you're on vacation in a, on the beach and you want to get a workout in. And you don't have any equipment. It's going to show you all those options. So, yes, you're going to be able to find, you know, not only these top trainers and brands, but you're going to be able to consume it in, in the highest quality format. Talk to me a little bit about your relationship with your partner. You know, the business stuff is honestly super cool, the model, what you're doing with it. Um, but where I want to dig a little bit is the relationship with your partner, how you guys got together, how long you've been together, kind of the, the challenges of being a part of, of a partnership and how that dynamic works. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm extremely lucky. I think that a lot of people uh, jump into a partnership or, or find themselves in a partnership with someone and um, it just becomes a little bit more complicated as they grow. Um, and I think the opposite has happened with us. We started off as, you know, two guys that loved fitness and I met him through, he was running uh, nightclubs in Miami Beach and I was uh, running the first uh, CrossFit gym in South Florida. He would drive an hour and a half to come train with me every day. And we just became really close. And uh, one day I came up to him and I was like, hey, man, listen, you look like shit. You're never sleeping. You're drained. Let's get you out of the nightlife industry. You have amazing relationships on the beach. Let's open up a CrossFit right on 9th and Alton. And let's do this. Let's put it in. Like the market's going to blow up. So it was very early on. I mean, that was 2009. That was way before CrossFit was mainstream. And um, we opened up that location. We came together. Uh, he brought his expertise in, 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 you know, business and relationships and, and everything that he was doing there on the beach. And um, we launched that. That grew um, into 15 gyms worldwide. And our partnership grew into becoming best friends. So, you know, he's the godfather of my firstborn. Um, he's my best friend. And so it made it very easy as we were building something to have trust in each other that even though maybe I was in Miami and he was in New York and, you know, we weren't in the same place, we both were digging deep to get to where we needed to be as a company. And we both knew exactly where that was and working together um, just became stronger over time. So I'm very lucky in that respect with my partner. That That's awesome. Now, do you have pretty clear lines in terms of your defined roles and responsibility or how decisions are made um or do you make them all together you know that's one thing i found in different business uh arrangements or deals um is you know some people work really well with kind of keeping those lines blurred and other people say you know look there's a line in the sand and that this is what he does and this is what i do yeah in there yeah so we work very well together his strength um you know, are not my strengths and vice versa. And so, you know, uh, he's the guy that is going to be front and center. He's going to be, you know, the face of the brand and communicating the message to raising capital and overseeing a lot of the stuff that is happening on a holistic level. We come together to make all the final decisions, especially the important ones. We trust each other to make the decisions that are small enough that we don't need to, um, you know, talk to each other, but we usually do because we're always spending time with each other. Um, so it, there's a very, you know, I think, you know, over time you develop that, right? You, you figure out exactly what works for him, what am I doing? But 
there's never been a, hey, you're handling X, Y, and Z, and I'm handling, you know, ABC, and, and don't touch ABC. It, it's never been like that. It's, hey, let's work together to get this done, and if I can mm-hmm. help you and you can help me, then shit, let's do it together, and let's make that decision because it's going to get us there faster. Um, so, yeah, we work together on making major decisions, but we both um, talk a lot about it. He handles certain things that I don't, and I handle things that he doesn't. Yep. You know, what What you guys have done kind of transcends the the industry norm in a way, which is there are a lot of people out there that like working out, but are also very good at working out. We've seen that. Uh, and then they decide that they want to go into fitness necessarily as a business. And I always tell people, and I've owned own gyms as well, you know, um, you know, CrossFit's and boutique studios and work with a lot of those guys. And I always tell people, look, working out and, and being passionate about fitness is very different from owning your own studio or box, you know, or, or fitness concept. What do you think about that? I mean, you've been able to transcend that, but you must be surrounded by a lot of that too. Yeah. I mean, you know, I believe everyone, um, if given the right and proper direction and training and then mentorship, et cetera, can grow to be uh, a business operator, you know, but I believe that others just don't have it. And um, yes, you, you know, if you're a fitness buff and you're a trainer and you're passionate about fitness, it doesn't always <laughs> mean that you could actually run your own business. And a lot of them believe they can. Um, there's nothing on that, but, yeah, I believe that it takes it takes a serious skill set to operate and run a business because you're going to run into very, very, very tough times as an operator. And, you know, what you do at that moment is going to determine whether your business succeeds and doesn't succeed. And it's not going to be just once. It's going to happen over and over and over again. And I think the ones that can get through those hurdles are the ones that um, can build something of real value. So it separates that. You you mentioned the word mentors you know a little bit in the before. Um, have you had any yourself? You started young. Have you had certain mentors or people that stand out in helping you shape shape who you are? Yeah, I mean, there's there's been a, a few, um, you know, but the one that stands out the most was very instrumental early on in my life, and uh, it was my mom. And so she, from a young age, started a company, a medical company in Miami. Um, which I had the privilege to be involved in from a very young age for whether it was filing papers or, you know, helping answer phone calls or, you know, then it evolved into actually being a nerve conduction technician and learning the cardiovascular system. So um, she taught me about business. She taught me about relationships. She taught me about hard work. She taught me about, you know, never giving up. She taught me about adversity, you know, female in the 80s, trying to go up to doctors and pick up massive accounts with hospitals. Um, you know, doors are going to get closed in your face. You never give up. And so I think the biggest um, mentor to me at a very young age, which shaped who I am today, is my mom. That's awesome. Do you have siblings as well? Yeah, I do. Younger brother, 23. Well, three years younger than me, so I'm fuck 23. I'm definitely much older than that now. Uh, <laughs> 30, uh, 32 now, so he's uh, 29, crazy, kind of and, um, and my sister, who's uh, 21. Now, are you close with them? Do you guys live nearby? Are they active in, in what you're doing? 
So unfortunately, I do not live with them. I am very close with them. Um, fortunate to have an amazing family relationship, uh, which a lot of people don't have. Uh, but I am um, I'm very fortunate in that in that respect. So I live in New York Monday through Friday because Neil U is based out of New York, and this is uh, you know so focused for me. Um, my family, as well as my wife, and I have a uh, 13-month-old. They live in Miami, so I come home on Fridays to spend time with all of them. My brother has a um, 15-month-old, so they're growing up together, which is really cool to see. Um, and, yeah, we do have a great relationship, but I get three days out of the week to spend it with them because I'm trying to build something of real value here. Let's talk about that a bit, that obviously the value and importance and love that you have for your, for your family, um, particularly even your wife and, and your child, and this passion and love and commitment that you've made to the business, which has now resulted in you being basically, you know, called 1,200 miles apart, you know, Monday through Monday through Friday. How do you, how do you and your wife, I guess, communicate, or how did that decision, you know, get made to ensure that you guys are on the same page with your relationship and that you could balance and manage the schedule? Uh, honestly, if anybody tells you that it's easy, they're lying. So it is probably one of the hardest things that I have to do. Not see my 13-month-old sucks. So I come home every Friday because, yeah, flying 10, 12 times a month for me means I get to see them, and that's everything. So it's hard. Um, you know, my wife and I are constantly talking to ensure that we understand what it is that we're doing today for the future of this family. Um, and, you know, I have a super supportive wife. You know, most people don't get that lucky. So if it wasn't for her being supportive and holding down the fort and, and you know, raising our little one, you know, it wouldn't work. So it is definitely something that's tough. Is the plan for them to come up and be in New York with you or vice versa to get Neo, you going the way that you want to and possibly expanding that and you going back the, the other way? Nah, so uh, NeoU is a New York City-based company. We don't need to open up other locations outside of creating touch points or productions, you know, bringing in, you know, talent at a much faster rate and, and, and making more content, right? But the goal is January. They're going to be coming up here to New York, which I'm very excited about. Um, so pretty much counting down the days till that happens. Um, so, yeah, they're going to come up to New York, and this is going to be home. That That's awesome. So what's a typical day for you? in New York Monday through Friday, and then the second part is what's a typical day for you once you land back in Miami and you're with your family? Yeah, so a typical day in New York is wake up in the morning, get a sweat in, uh, answer some emails, then uh, get to the office, meet with the team, have a kickoff on where we're at um, across all things from platform to content to, you know, uh, brand partners, um, dive into every single vertical there for a bit. Um, We'll have scheduled meetings with, you know, you know, potential partners that are coming onto the brand, showing them around the space, talking to them, dealing with contracts, um, setting up a couple calls, you know, and then, and that's pretty much it. That takes up my next thing you know, it's 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night, and, you know, I haven't had dinner, and I'm still at the office. So, um, they're long days, and um, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot going on right now. Uh, as we're gearing up for launch, but 
I've never had more energy. I've never been more excited. I've never had a, a more of a drive than I do today. I literally can see it. I can taste it. It's right there, and it's so exciting. And I know that we're going to change the game with Neo U. So for me, it's literally what drives me and keeps me going. I mean, I go to sleep at night, and I, I feel like my day doesn't actually end. It's like my dreams continue from what's happening in the day. So I wake up in the morning, and I have a whole new set of shit that I've actually accomplished in my mind that I have to put down on paper, and then it just kicks it all over again. So on the work side, it doesn't end Monday through Friday. It's like a 24-7 thing for me. Um, but then Friday, I literally... Uh, up to the point where I land in Miami, when I'm on my flight, I'm checking contracts, dealing with stuff, and, and uh, reviewing emails. But when I land, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, let's put that phone aside for a second and let's dive in. Let's be 100% there with my family for those next three days. Um, because if not, I'm checking my phone, I'm looking at it, it doesn't, it won't stop. And so, you know, what I constantly try to tell myself is be in the moment. And it's hard. It's not easy. You know, you hear that shit all the time. Be in the moment. You know, when you're with, you know, people or whatever, don't be on social media. It's not that easy. You know, it's, and people tell you it's easy, but it's not. So, you know, you're constantly thinking in the back of your mind, well, what's happening? Oh, well, this is going on. And so unless it's a red alert, unless it's something that I, that needs to be attended to immediately, I, I kind of try to be a hundred percent there with my family for, for the weekend. Are you able to, or have you been able to also, you know, train your team, you know, philosophically, you know, um, so that's the way that you operate, but also the manner in which you want them to, to operate too. Yeah. So in Neo U, we have a very, um, very solid, solid team of people. There's no one in this company that doesn't deserve to be here. We are at a very pivotal point. So I don't need to micromanage. You know, Nate and I don't micromanage people. We hire really good talent, and we help them and give them the tools to execute at a very high level. And so I don't need to be sitting, hovering over their shoulder to make sure they're doing their job. It's they know what they need to do, they have the tools to do so, and they execute. Well, well put. Uh, what are you most excited about? Uh, for launch and is there one particular initiative or project or relationship that you're just like holy shit i never thought this one was going to happen you know or this is the one that's like sets us apart or really kind of emboldens what our mission is you know that question is, is great because i think there's a lot of things that i'm excited about um we have phenomenal people around us helping us ensure that this is a massive success. And when I say that, I mean, it's going to be an unreal product that people are going to actually enjoy. And the content's going to be phenomenal. And the platform is going to be easy to use. And, you know, it's just all of the pieces of the puzzle are there. And so it's a matter of time to get it to the launch point. When I, when we launch, you know, there's nothing that I, that I believe we're missing. So from the people we have around us helping us on the operational on, you know, the business insights, you know, are some of the greatest in the game. I mean, Gregory Lee ran Samsung for 20 years, and he's dialed into what we're doing. Jason Ackerman is founder of Fresh Direct and a good friend and literally is helping us make sure that we're not making mistakes on a daily basis. And so that's just there. 
on the production side, you have Hudson Media, who is one of the largest uh, production you know companies in New York. Um, they've done a couple seasons of Kardashians, Vanderpump Rules, Toy Box. They have the number one show on Facebook. They're overseeing every piece of content we produce. There's nothing that doesn't go through their, their eyes. Um, and we have amazing platform partners that are building out our, our platform. So, you know, Nate and I realized early on that, you know, we're really good at, at, at driving vision, you know, building a team, inspiring them to be great, and we know our strengths. Um, but we know we're not engineers and tech guys that are building, you know, multi-million dollar platforms for a living. So you got to bring those in. And we don't create shows and we don't build movie-grade quality content, so you got to bring those guys in. And surround yourself with people that can help you, you know, not make mistakes, you know. And another vital, vital person that I think is helping us out on the, on the marketing and what is going to allow us to get user growth quickly is uh, Joe Billman. I mean, Joe Billman is, is one of the earliest pioneers in the digital space, ran AMI Media, went to work for Ron Perlman. I mean, these guys that we have around us, is, they're some of the best people in the industry in their respective fields. And so I think that's very important. And that's what I'm most excited about. I'm most excited about that. I have a squad that believes in our vision enough to say, I'm going to dedicate my personal time to help you guys make this a win. On the flip side, what scares the shit out of you? <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, I think there's different points in time. If you would have asked me that six months ago, it would have been a different answer than it is today. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, I think that it's, it's for me, it's, um, I think this is going to get big very fast. <laughs> and um, and I, we've, I've never done that, right? I've never ran, you know, multi-hundred million dollar business. I've never done that, right? This would be the first, you know, time. And so for me, it's ensuring that I continue to have these, these great mentors and people around us to, to make sure we don't make these mistakes that potentially could happen. But the only thing that might scare me is, is, uh, is the speed of growth. Um, but it's an exciting area. Like, you know, it scares me in an exciting way. It's like, well, if that's happening, shit, that's great because that means you're actually doing something that works and people love it and, and you're, you're winning. So for me, it's an exciting um, scare point. Yeah. Have you had an instance yet where, again, you talk about these great mentors, these great partners with tremendous experience, and, and there's obviously a ton of value there, and you guys listen to it and, and learn from it. Have you had a situation yet where you're given advice or maybe a direction from, from any of these people, and, and you and, and Nate go back and go, I don't think so. You know, like we're not sure about this, or maybe we do want to do something different. And and you sit there and you go, well, this guy has all the experience and his mentor and everything, and and maybe we don't. And he's here for a purpose, but but vision wise, or fundamentally, or just instinct wise, maybe not. And and have you been able to kind of voice that? Um, you know, what, or has that happened? Does that make sense? What I'm yeah, it makes sense one hundred percent. And so. There's one thing that Nate and I will always stick to our guns on, and we have a vision, and we know what we want to execute, and we know exactly what it's going to take to get us there. And, of course, we're going to be open-minded, and we're going to listen to the people that are around us because they have the experience 
But if it comes to a point where we truly wholeheartedly believe that the decision has to be made on something that might go against that for whatever reason, we will explain why that is and ensure they understand where we're coming from and why that has to happen. So it has happened multiple times. And, you know, some of these people aren't in it as much as we are every single day, right? So the difference is we know what's happening at such a, such a small micro level and matches with what the vision is that we're able to be, you know, wholeheartedly in tune with what has to happen. And so, yes, it has come across where we might get some direction on something, but we just say, well, no, because it needs to be this because of X, Y, and Z. And so, yes, we, you know, we stick to our guns uh, when we truly believe that it needs to be a certain way, but there's proof and there's, like, I like to say data, there's data of reasons why um, we're going against the grain. Yep. Understood completely. How have you guys approached deal structure and these professional relationships, which is, they're all great, again, when everybody's getting along, as we talked about, and everybody goes in, but once, you know, we're, we're talking about exchanging a lot of capital here, taking things in. You guys are young founders, big visions. How have you approached the the business structure side to to help ensure that you can really execute the vision in a way? And so, you know, just to make sure I'm clear on the question you're asking, it's more of, you know, how are you guys legally structured or how are... Yeah, le- legally as well, because I think a lot of people get get involved in business or relationships um, and you know, they may not have a lot of experience in the legal structure or business side of things you know, that are in there. Um, and you're always thinking about the upside and the excitement part of things, but the day-to-day and running the operations. And at the end of the day, somebody's got to make the call you know, on, on certain things that are going on with, with the business. How have you approached that or gotten advice or tried to make sure that from a capital standpoint, from a business standpoint, a decision-making standpoint, that you're able to to really execute, especially if, you know, when the chips are down. Yeah, so, you know, we did a seed round early on, and that was the the first time that, um, you know, Nate and I had a contract put in place between us. Um, just We just knew what we were trying to do and what, what the vision was. And so we, early on, this is a long time ago, we didn't have anything in writing, right? Um but we realized that when we were raising that first round, it was some big boys that came in, and we needed to have all the docs structured for growth properly. And so at that point in time, we uh, brought in in-house legal, um, and she's been with us ever since. She's extremely busy because always reviewing contracts and documents. Um, so that kind of structured, you know, the company from day one, at a, not day one, but an early, early stage before we raised any real capital. And that helped us kind of, you know, um, know the decisions that had to be made and who was going to make them. And then as we got bigger and we started to raise more more money, um, we had a board. And a board was created in which uh, we held seats on the board. And, uh, you know, the board came together to make those decisions. But, you know, nine times out of ten, everybody agreed on the decisions we were making because it all meant that we were moving the company in the right direction. What would you... I'll take it a lighter way. What's your favorite workout or physical thing to do? If you had to pick pick one thing. You got the whole menu of classes and, and everybody out there and trainers. What what do you like to do most? 
For me, I like to switch it up. And the reason why I say that is because I get extremely bored doing the same shit every day. I I trained CrossFit for the last, I mean, shit, as long as I can remember, uh, since 2008. Um, So, 10 years. So, I have done high-intensity functional movements, barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells, et cetera, body weight for a very long time, and that's still the core of my workouts for the week. Um, and the reason is because I really want to push my body and feel like I got something out of my workout. So I, I, I try to like get to the point where I'm hurting every time I work out. Um, but it could be, you know, my, my favorite today is uh, no barbell and lighter, you know, lighter weight at a longer um, time component. So I like doing 30-minute Metcons. I like doing 45-minute boot camp classes with dumbbells and kettlebells because it gets me sweaty accomplishes my goal, which is I just want to look really good and feel really good. And I don't want to be hurt, lifting, lifting heavy um, over time, you know, just started tightening up all my muscles and started getting my joints hurting. So um, I've moved away from that. And, and you know, that high-intensity 45-minute boot camp, high-intensity stuff is, is where I'm at now. Gotcha. And, and I'll ask you about this because now you're spending a lot of time on planes also that we talked about. Um you're not anywhere near the age that I am <laughs> right now, but you mentioned kind of soreness and stiffness. And what are you guys doing, or what are you doing personally, or, or what might even Neil you be doing in terms of of recovery? You know, there's a big push in recovery now. You mentioned saunas earlier, whether it's contrast therapy or even full-on mobility type classes. Uh, what do you think about that stuff? Mobility and recovery is a piece of the puzzle. So we are, you know, currently have signed um, some great names and some, you know, from doctors to PTs to acupuncturists and people that are going to be doing recovery-type content on the platform. Um, but it is a huge piece of the puzzle for us. There's a whole section on recovery and mobility. Yep. I love it. I'm pitching the midwife mail class for you right now, you know, to get, the, <laughs> <laughs> to get us guys kind of in, in midwife, you know, to create something that is sustainable, longevity-based, um, and get us to be better in that second half of our life than, than the first. You know, that's that's where I'm about right now. Um, yeah, as a market, so it's, you hit, it's like your body hits 30, and all these pains in the joints start to come out, and it's like, where did that shit come from? <laughs> like, when I was 25, I used to work out two, three times a day, crazy-ass workouts, no problem. Next day, do the same shit. So it's much different now, you know, recovery. And I don't, I don't always spend the time to do it. I don't have 45 minutes or I don't want to waste 45 minutes on, and I say waste because I consider that to be a waste, but it's not. If I were to dedicate 45 minutes a day to mobility and recovery, I would feel amazing. I do it for 10 to 15 minutes a day now, and, and it's the only thing that keeps me, you know, day after day not feeling like I'm injured. Yep. And I, I, look, I think it's about, uh, about working smarter not always necessarily harder, you know, in there. And, uh, and I'll have you back in 10 years, you know, and then we'll do this again and you'll tell me how you feel, you know, at 40, at 42, 43, you know, we can compare notes on, on that. But, you know, what I like about the breadth of content and the options that are becoming available in health and fitness now is that it just seems like there are a lot more, intelligent options available. You know, what you guys are also bringing to the table is, the ability for people to listen to their bodies and then adapt well and have content out there that can help them 
you know, perform at a higher level, whatever they're looking for. Absolutely. And it's not always going to be the same for everyone, you know, so you might have, a pro athlete that's just looking to recover um, knee pain, or you might have, you know, the everyday, you know, guy who's in his 40s that's just looking to, you know, maintain, you know, overall health in his body and be able to train and, 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 you know, maybe run a marathon and do all these different things, right? Whatever that goal is, and it's so different, we're, we're basically ensuring that we have the talent pool creating the content for every single one of those people. And, it takes a lot of time. There's a lot of research and a lot of outreach that has to happen in order to find the right, you know, talent. But there is nothing, and that's the difference really, right? The, the platform is curated content where we're making sure the content's good. If that person doesn't actually know what they're talking about or isn't good, you're not going to find it on Neil U. And so the vetting process is very serious. Um, and that, that kind of goes into, like, the reliability, right? So there's stuff for everyone, and you'll, it'll ensure that it's going to be not only good content, um, but the right content. Yeah, the the value it really is, you know, that trust factor of being able to trust you guys to curate the content um, and ensure that everything is being put up there you know, meets meets the standard that you're going for. So whatever our our medium is, we're going to get value out of it. You know? Correct. There. Correct. What do you eat? What are you on a certain uh, certain nutritional schedule, diet schedule? I'm always curious about that. Yeah, so I've played around with a, a bunch of different things. Um, I like to try out stuff that works for me or, or might not work for me. So I've done keto recently, um, just stopped that. And uh, now I'm basically doing um, fasting. And so what I found is that uh, my nighttime, because I get out of work late and all that, I, I end up snacking or eating the wrong foods too late at night. Um, not giving my body enough time to process that. Then I wake up in the morning, I'm running and gunning early, and I'm putting stuff into my body. And so I'm never shuts off and never rests. And so um, I'm doing between, you know, a 13 and a 16-hour fast daily, uh, and that's helped me out tremendously. It doesn't – I mean, I I eat clean. I watch what I eat. um, But – there's no like, oh, I can't have that, um, you know, burger because, you know, it, it goes against my, my diet rituals. Well, it seems like the common, common theme of, of a lot of the guys that I even have on is that it's all about balance there too, you know, or, yeah. or harmony in it, that we're not going to deprive ourselves of everything, but either short-term and long-term, we're keeping an eye on things in there. But also the willingness to kind of experiment with different things, and you mentioned it with your fitness regimen, how long do you typically give yourself or a trial period to kind of flesh out and determine whether something works for you or not? You know, because I, I do this all the time too. Okay, I want to maybe try this program or try this, you know, a situation or not because we're constantly tweaking kind of what we're, how we're living and trying to improve and get better, but we need a decent enough sample size, you know, or a long enough period of time to determine whether that's effective for us and not just following a fad or a trend. Yeah. So now I, at least two months, um, I, you know, that's for me, that's a magic number. That's enough for me to make it a habit. Um, and long enough to go back and just like you said, have a sample size that I could say, okay, well, I tried it for two full months and this is what I got out of it. Right. Um, anything less than that is for me, it's just a, 
it's, it's too short. Sometimes I even go, like in keto, I did for four months. Um, just at a test point, I continued from there, but that was the, the, the moment in which I stopped and I looked back and I said, okay, what are, you know, what happened? And, and how did it work? And, and why did it work? And why didn't it work for me? And, and what were the things that were going great and things that were going bad for it? Um, so, yeah, I, I, two months is, is the magic number for me. Do you have any particular quote or motto or, or philosophy that you kind of live by, you know, uh, business or life or both? Never give up. Where did it's, just, it's that simple. I, I truly believe that if you're passionate about something, like if you really fucking care, and you'll do it day in and day out, and it's your mission in life to get it done, and you never quit, you never give up, you're going to get it done. Where are we going to see you, Neo you, taking that attitude? Where are we going to see you within the next couple of years? Um, we passed the launch in Neo U. Where are you going? So I want to make Neo U a household name um, where you consider us the same as Netflix or Amazon, a platform in which you consume fitness content. And so for, for me, my aspirations are pretty large. Um, but, but my, you know, Nate and I truly believe that that's what this is going to be, and we won't stop till it's there. So I just realized I also didn't ask you, why the name Neo U? Where'd that come from? So Neo U, I mean, we, we were throwing around a bunch of different um, names and stuff, but, you know, the core of the company is that we want to change the lives of millions and millions of people um, for the better, and we want to give them the ability to do fitness at any time, anywhere, um, and that's just to, to basically make, you know, build them the new you, right? So Neo U is the new you. And so Neo U is the, comp the, the brand that came out um, from that concept. Was it something that you came up with, Nate came up with collaboratively? What was cast aside, you know, maybe? And how did you lock in and say, yep, this is it? So we actually worked with an agency to kind of throw around a bunch of different ideas, names, logos, and, um, you know, a lot of it came back down to what we were able to trademark and uh, what stood as a single name that wasn't too long, um, catchy, um, but at the same time, you know, what we stood for. And so, uh, you know, we're deep, deep, like, in the thought process that people could always be better. And you should always strive to be better every single day. And if you come to Neo U, over time, you will be a new you. And for us, that was like, it was like the aha moment. It's like, holy shit, like, we are going to be able to create the best version of yourself through this platform or the best version of people through this platform. And so welcome to the new you is, you know, the slogan that, that ties up to that name. And that's where new you was born. That, that's awesome. Now, obviously, with everything on your plate, New York, Miami, week to week, the, the upcoming launch and everything, um, I want to ask you a little bit also, outside of, of everything that's on your plate, where do you like to go in New York? Where do you like to, to eat? Where do you like to work out? What do you like to drink? What's, what's out there that, that you're a fan of? 
I, honestly, I wish I had more time to enjoy um, New York City. And I think that, you know, when my wife is here, we'll, we'll be able to, you know, spend the weekends here and um, go out and grab some good dinner because the restaurants, I love that, you know, good food with friends in a great ambiance. That's my thing. Um, so there's just so many options in New York. It's crazy. And so I love going to, like, all these great spots. Half of them, you know, it's hard to get into. Um, you have to, like, reserve your spot a week and a half in advance. But I'm, I work too many hours during, during the time that I'm here to enjoy New York City to its full potential. Well, I'm sure, that, I'm sure that's coming, okay? And so is the time yeah. when, uh, when it won't take you a week and a half to get into. You've got some good barter material also, you know? <laughs> nah, yeah, we're definitely building up that, uh, that roster as we speak. No doubt. Are there other brands or uh, places in fitness? Uh, so, they just, I mean, you're in the, the kind of the fitness capital of the world right now, too. Say that again. I'm sorry, you, you were breaking up. Yeah, sorry. Are there any other fitness brands or things that you've seen kind of in, in New York or elsewhere that you admire that, that you like as well? I mean, there's a ton. I mean, I think there's so many great concepts in New York City. Um, one, and, you know, whether they work with Neil you or they don't, I mean, I still applaud them for everything that they've done because a lot of these people have built companies from, from nothing and built brands from nothing, and now they're multi-studio location um, setups. And so, you know, I've done fitness pretty much at, at every boutique studio, every major gym in the city. And there's a lot of good ones. So to just put a name on a couple, like I can't, I can't just like say, well, that one's great because it's which one is great for what, who is the one going to it and what are they getting out of it? Um, so I just depends, you know, I, it just depends. I like real fitness. So, um, and maybe I need to explain what I mean by real fitness. Um, so real fitness is something that I believe it has to tie back into what you're doing in your workout. Like, not just um, not just sweating, right? So it's not just sweating for me. It has to be real. And I, I feel like your body has to get a benefit out of your workout. And I believe the best ones are the ones that can combine those two things. Yep, Com completely agree. Um, for a while, it seemed like there was a, there was kind of a trend with, with trainers, at least, at a lot of studios where – they were exclusive to those particular studios. You know, that was what they did. Either they were a spin coach, you know, or they were a CrossFit coach, or they were a different, a different concept, but that's where they were exclusively. Almost if there was this mindset that you had to pick one. If you were going to work there, they didn't want you working, you know, elsewhere. It seems like that's a little bit, and that we're seeing trainers or coaches working within different modalities. Have you seen that too? And kind of what's your philosophy on it and I experienced it when I was a studio owner also um, of whether or not we would or would not want to allow coaches working at other places 100% so I think that that's the biggest shift in the market that's happening today where you have these great trainers these personalities these stars that can command a class they can hype you up they can get the same people to want to follow them not just on social but follow them to the boutique that they're teaching at and those people have value um, way past just uh, teaching a physical brick-and-mortar class. And they're starting to realize that. And the ones that are tied in to major brands, yeah, they get paid a shit ton of money. But guess what? They're not building their brand. 
it's not about them. They're stuck in a box, and they're building someone else's brand. And they're starting to realize that. And now, you know, we've had talks with some of the top talent from major brands that are all trying to come and launch their own thing at Neil U. Because they have the following, and they have the eyeballs, and they have the community, and it's their time. It's their time to shine. They want to build their future. And I believe that that's going to be a massive shift. You hit it nail on the head. Cool. Well, good. I think uh, it obviously fits with what your vision you know, is for Neo U. It is, it is super exciting, and I can't wait to check it out uh, next time in New York. Maybe you'll throw down with me a little bit and show me what's going on. Absolutely, man. You're always welcome to come. Well, I appreciate uh, you getting up early, have this conversation with me, having you on. It is it is super awesome stuff. Your perspective on, on the industry and what you're doing and how you're living is uh, is spot on, and I really appreciate it. So, Michael, thank you for being on the Midwife Mail podcast today. Uh, Ten years early, I'll have you back, you know, <laughs> on, on, on there. But what you're doing uh, is certainly helping uh, – helping a lot of people and certainly guys like me. So I'm, I'm grateful for it to know you. Thank you, man. Same here. And I really appreciate all the time and, and everything that, uh, you know, you've asked me this, this far, I think it, it, uh, it allowed me even to look into what currently is happening. So it's cool to kind of shine back. I'm constantly running a hundred miles an hour. So to stop and think is, is, uh, is great. Awesome. Well, don't let me slow you down at all. We'll keep you going and, uh, and we will pick this up soon. Michael Alfaro, co-founder of Neo on the Midwife Mail podcast. If you like what you hear, give us a good review, sign up on iTunes, all that good stuff. Shoot me a DM for anybody you want to have on or questions you've got. And we are out. Michael, thank you. Thank you, man. The Midlife Mail Podcast with Greg Scheinman was presented by Inns Group Insurance. Inns Group is ensuring success. For more information, visit innsgroup.net.